0: Big time Sunday of NFL football. That's one thing to get into. The other would be Draymond Green having no regrets even in the aftermath of his latest suspension, which was five games. And last but not least, there's a whole bunch of folks that want me to get into Josh Giddy. Well, you asked for it. I'm going to give it to you. Plus Kevin Garnett, part two of our talk with one another. Stay tuned. This is the Stephen A. Smith Show coming your way right about now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show, coming at you as I love to do every weekday, pretty much three times a week, to be exact, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over the digital airwaves of YouTube. As usual, I'm here thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel the official sponsor for The Stephen A. Smith Show. I'm not coming at you from my normal studios, my new immaculate studios, I might add. I'm coming from you, I'm coming to you rather, on the road. I've been on the road for the last few days. I'm on the road right now, but I'll be back in my studios a little bit later on this week. It's still not gonna stop me from taking a moment to thank all of my new subscribers, all the people that have continued to support the show. I have now eclipsed 410,000 subscribers. I've picked up over 20,000 new subscribers just in a matter of the last few days. Can't thank y'all enough. As I always say, keep the love coming and I'm going to keep on coming, on coming. Um, obviously, I'd love for you to Continue to show your love by going out there and grabbing a copy of my new book, my best-selling book, my New York Times best-selling book, Straight Shooter, a memoir of second chances and first takes. And of course, I end every show with either questions or calls. I won't be ending them with calls today, but just so you know the number by heart, it's 888-SAS-5303. That's 888-727-5303. Today, I'm just going to be taking questions because I got so much to get into, so let me get right to it. I think the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens might meet in the Super Bowl in Vegas. Now, I'm not sure. I want to, be, I want to state that for a, for a fact. The San Francisco 49ers are not a team that I'm going to summarily dismiss. I'm not going to do that. But I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Because when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles right now, And I'm not concerned in a good or a bad way. I have no, you know, I have no, 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 no stake in this fight. I mean, it would be nice to see Philadelphia avenge their Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chiefs by getting back to the Super Bowl and winning this time. That would be nice. It would also see the San Francisco 49ers avenge what transpired in the NFC Championship game when they lost not, I mean, another quarterback. Four quarterbacks last season. Remember that from the San Francisco 49ers. Four quarterbacks. Okay, they started with Trey Lance. They and they uh, he goes down. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, comes on the scene and starts playing lights out. But then he gets hurt in the NFC Championship game. And of course, Josh Johnson, a scrub. uh, I wouldn't say a scrub. I'm not going to disrespect the brother, but clearly not one of the top three quarterbacks. Okay, for the San Francisco 49ers. And he went down. They lost four quarterbacks they had Christian McCaffrey behind center. And one could easily argue that that is the reason the Philadelphia Eagles advanced to the Super Bowl because there was no NFC Championship game because the San Francisco 49ers couldn't even throw the damn football, okay? Well, now we fast forward to a few months later and the Philadelphia Eagles are 10-1 on the season. They're playing lights out. A.J. Brown is still an MVP candidate. Devontae Smith has elevated his level of play, okay? This kid, DeAndre Swift, looks Absolutely brilliant running the football for the Philadelphia Eagles. The offensive line is one of the best in football, okay, even though Jason Kelsey had two false start penalties that were uncharacteristic for him, all right? And then you've got Jalen Hurts, who is without question a leading candidate for league MVP honors this year. He is starting to get healthier, it appears, with his knee and his ability to run the football. That has opened things up for the Philadelphia Eagles, and as a result even with the San Francisco 49ers coming on strong, even with them capable of winning games on the road, one has to wonder, are you going to be able to go into Lincoln Financial Field in the city of Philadelphia, okay, for an NFC Championship game on the line? You're going to be able to handle your business on the road. I'll tell you this much. I'll give them a better shot than I gave them last year when they didn't have a quarterback. I'll give them that much. But the Philadelphia Eagles, it's all about what you're imagining, which team has the strongest level of motivation. Is it Philadelphia because you lost the Super Bowl and you're out to capture a Super Bowl championship come hella high water? Or is it the San Francisco 49ers who believe they're the ones who should have been in that Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and would have been last year if had it if it had not been for losing four quarterbacks in one season and two in an NFC championship game? No matter what way you slice it, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see something from the Philadelphia Eagles because they went against Buffalo. Buffalo. They went against Kansas City on Monday night. They won both of those games, although one could easily have argued if Marquez Valdez-Scantlin had not dropped a surefire touchdown catch in the end zone, okay? A bomb, a 52-yard bomb, if I remember correctly. Something along those lines from Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City would have won that game, but the bottom line, it didn't happen. The Eagles won, and then they come back six days later. They beat Buffalo on their home turf, and now they're going up against San Francisco and Dallas over the next two weeks, so we're going to find out a bit more about the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles as the season progresses. But when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, I'm just telling you right now, I'm looking at San Francisco coming on strong and I'm saying to myself, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to be real interesting to find out. And whether it's Philadelphia or San Francisco, as thick as the AFC is, with Patrick Mahomes, with Trevor Lawrence, even with CJ Stroud, quarterback in the Houston Texans and what he's able to do with them offensively. Okay, with the Miami Dolphins not to be slept on as prolific as their offense is with Buffalo, even in a loss with a six to six record with Josh Allen playing the way that he played on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. With the Buffalo Bills accumulating five hundred and five total yards of offense with Diggs, with Gabriel Davis. Buffalo could have easily won the game on Sunday if Gabe Davis and Josh Allen hadn't miscommunicated on a route that he was running into the end zone where Gabe Davis went left and Josh Allen threw it right. They scored that touchdown, game's over. Buffalo wins. Having said all of that, again, you can't dismiss Buffalo. But I think it's clear to say, and it's safe to say, the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the AFC right now. Don't give me Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City when you got receivers that can't catch the damn ball. I'm not sold. I'm not buying that. That's not going to work with me. I'm not going for that one second, not a bit. You got to be able to catch the football. I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes, but I am worried about those receivers. In the case of the Baltimore Ravens with Zay Flowers, with Lamar Jackson, with Odell Beckham Jr., with Gus Edwards running the football, with that defense playing like a bunch of Rough Riders, it's hard to summarily dismiss the Baltimore Ravens right now. It just is. Right now. It looks like the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles are on a collision course for Super Bowl 58. But San Francisco may have something to say about it, which begs the question, who do you think has the best chance to interrupt the proceedings, per se, for a Philadelphia-Baltimore match in the Super Bowl? Is it Kansas City? Is it Miami? Is it Jacksonville? Is it San Francisco? Is it Dallas? Is it Detroit? All of these are legitimate questions, which is why the NFL is so special, because stuff is heating up, it's getting thick, and it's getting that much better. Let me transition to a couple of NBA items, because obviously, as I talked to you, as I told you, rather, Uh, I interviewed Kevin Garnett, and I appreciate all the love and support that y'all gave that interview because everybody's been flocking to it. Thank you so much for it. That was just part one. He ain't finished. He had a lot more to say when I spoke to him a few days ago. And that interview, that part two of that interview is coming up in just a few minutes. But before I touch on that Hall of Famer, that former star for the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Boston Celtics of the NBA, the big ticket. Before I touch on him and air part two of my interview with him, I thought it was appropriate for me to get into some NBA items, specifically Draymond Green. Draymond Green, as y'all well know, was suspended for five games by the league after an altercation took place on a basketball court in a game between the Golden State Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Clay Thompson, Jeremy Daniels got into it. When they got into it and shirts were ripped and what have you, and Rudy Gobert grabbed Klay Thompson, Draymond Green lunges in there and puts Rudy Gobert in a Choco. Now, for those of you who didn't see it, you can watch it right now as I'm talking. Clearly, Rudy Gobert is, uh, I mean, I don't know whether he's trying to win an Emmy or Oscar or whatever. He was clearly putting on a big-time performance. There's no doubt about that. But it does not absolve Draymond Green from the chokehold. He did put Rudy Gobert in. Now, when you look at the play, you see Draymond Green dragging Rudy Gobert for like a full seven seconds. Carl Karl-Anthony Towns did absolutely nothing to get Draymond Green off Rudy Gobert, which is a different subject for another day. With all of that being said, there's a lot of criticism that Draymond Green has received from the league office, who took his past transgressions into into consideration, along with Steve Kerr and various others. And for me personally, I don't like the idea of this dude being perceived as the angry black dude, personally. You know... There's a whole bunch of dudes, black and white. That's their teammate. You put your hands on them, they putting their hands on you. You know, you getting into the foxhole, you getting into the proverbial, you know, literal street fight or whatever. They right there. That's just the way it's going to be. That's how they roll. And when you see stuff like that, you got to understand it for what it's worth and uh, appreciate that. I know that I would want Draymond Green as my teammate any day of the week. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't wrong. He can't be completely absolved. And one would think that in light of the penalties that was handed down and in light of the fact that he's missed five games and in light of the fact that the Golden State Warriors were two and three without him, that there would be a level of contrition. But that's not what happened. Here's what happened instead. This is Draymond Green speaking about the regrets that he may have because of his suspension or the lack thereof.
1: You know, to continue um, mentioning, like, oh, well, what he did in the past, I've paid for those. You know, like, I got suspended in Game 5 of the Finals. So you can't keep suspending me for those actions. I'm <laughs> like, uh, but in saying that, you know, I'm also not one to admit when I'm at fault, you know. I don't live my life with regrets. Um, like I said before, I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that there's a... I'm I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. That's what a team is. You stick together uh, through the good and the bad. And I take that to heart. Um, I take pride in being a good teammate. Uh, that's when I step in here every single day, that's number one on my list to be a good teammate.
0: Now, you see, here's the problem. First of all, I got to get on my brother because he is my brother and I got a lot of love for him. First of all, Draymond Green, what do you mean they can't suspend you? We mean they can't suspend you because of the past transgressions. That's exactly what they did. Clearly, they can because they did it. Clearly, they can because they said they did it, and they told you why. They sat up there and they looked. 2016 NBA Finals Game Five: Draymond Green suspended for altercation with LeBron James in Game Four. Although I still, I still contend. That was nothing more than a stimulus package given to LeBron James by the league office because they knew he was about to get his ass bounced up out of there in five games in the NBA Finals, and they did not want that. The reality is is that LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers overcame a 3-1 deficit and won the championship. And if Draymond Green hadn't been suspended for game five, the likelihood is since game five was back at the Oracle in Oakland, California at that time, that it would have been too much for Cleveland to overcome, who had just lost game four in Cleveland and was down 3-1, and Golden State would have closed them out in five. But that game five, Andrew Bogut got hurt. Andre Iguodala got hurt. Neither was ever the same. Steph Curry wasn't operating at 100% as well, but he was playing in the finals. You have what you have. But Draymond will tell you in a heartbeat. He believes they would have won the championship had he not gotten suspended for game five. He said that right on his show. Yes, he did. And I believe him because I had picked Golden State to win that series in five games. But that wasn't the only suspension. 2018-2019 suspension for altercation with teammate Kevin Durant. By the way, I don't think that's that's anybody's business. That was an in-house argument and stuff like that. I don't think that warranted anything from Draymond Green uh, towards Draymond Green personally. That's between him and Kevin Durant. And if the team wasn't handed it, that's fine. I don't think that's something that should be handed or, or, or mark against him, rather, by the league office. I don't think that's right. Obviously, in 2022, 2023, last season, suspended for season-long technical foul limit. We know that. In addition to his three suspensions, he was, he's tallied 163 total technical fouls. He's had to pay $1.260 million in fines in his NBA career. Of course, they're going to hold it against you, Draymond. That's what they're saying. And I don't want to hear all of this other stuff that people try to use to get at him. He's got a problem. He's got to get under control, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that might be true. But what if Draymond Green was playing without an edge? Did you ask yourself that question? What if Draymond Green was playing without an edge? Where would that leave you? I think those are the kind of questions that we've got to ask ourselves when it comes to him. Now, again... I don't support what he did with Rudy Gobert. The amount of time he had Rudy Gobert in that chokehold, I'm not down with that. That was excessive and unnecessary. And I totally agree with Coach Steve Kerr when he said that. But for others that are going to try to use that to excoriate Draymond Green and to call him a problem, what I would say to you is when you talk about having a teammate, what kind of teammate do you want? You want choir boys when you compete on a professional level? Is that what you want? You want choir boys? That ain't going to work. You want somebody like him. You want to bring up Jordan Poole? Yeah. My man, RC, Ryan Clark from the Pivot Podcast brought it up on First Take this morning. My show on ESPN, my day job, ESPN, every weekday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Eastern standard time. RC brought it up. I want to see if he's going to go at another another person, uh, an, an opponent the same way, with the same level of fervor he went at his own teammate. Because if you went at your own teammate the way he went at Jordan Poole when he knocked him out, He had damn sure better go at Rudy Gobert or any other opponent just as hard. Fair enough. But the Golden State Warriors ain't the same without Draymond. And Draymond being off the court does more harm than good. As we saw Mike Tomlin doing social media, excoriating one of his players one time when he got hit with a penalty, he said, look at me. It's it's bigger than you. It ain't just about you. It's bigger than you. And Draymond is a four-time champion, so he knows that better than most. So I would say to him, when you say you have no regrets, that's problematic. Because by saying you have no regrets, what you're doing is also echoing that sentiment to the league office. Which means that the next time you find yourself in some kind of incident or situation, The league is going to remember your words. They're going to remember you said you had no regrets. They're going to remember you showed little to no contrition. And they're going to treat you accordingly. We want to act like the world of sports is separate and apart from everything else. It's not. When you commit a crime, they take into account whether or not you're a repeat offender. If they do that on the books when it comes to the laws of this land, what makes you think they're not going to do that subjectively when it comes to the heavy hand and the heavy arm of a league who's trying to protect its iconic brand by making sure they're still appealing to advertisers and sponsors and you don't have those, trans- those type of transgressions taking place on the court? That's how they look at things, whether you like it or not. So, I'm not saying that Draymond Green is wrong per se. I'm saying, my brother, you didn't have to tell anybody. Just take the fine, come back, and say, in the moment, this is the way that I reacted. I wish I hadn't gotten suspended because I wanted to be there for my teammates. But what you don't want to say is, I have no regrets. Because then the NBA says, oh, so he hasn't learned. And if you do it again, They're going to bring a heavier hand down upon you. As much as Joe Dumas, the vice president of basketball operations for the NBA League office, as much as he loves Draymond Green, that's exactly what conclusion he's going to draw. He's going to do it, and Adam Silver's going to see to it. Think John Morant, but in a far more innocuous way. Draymond Green wasn't waving any guns. He wasn't in the strip club making it rain. He didn't have stupid friends videotaping what the hell he was doing. None of that's true. But the biggest thing that John Morant had held against him that led to him getting a 25-game suspension was the fact that Adam Silver felt betrayed because he spoke to John Morant and John Morant promised that wasn't him and it would never happen again and then went back and did the same damn thing he promised would never happen. Now, Draymond Green ain't doing that, per se, and we get all of that. But the league is going to frown upon repeat offenders. It's just that simple whether you like it or not. He's got to get with the program because Draymond Green is going to be a voice in this industry when his playing career is over. These are important components to take into consideration. Another item I wanted to get to was something significantly more sensitive than what I just finished talking about. And that is the case involving Josh Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, let me say this to all of y'all out there who've been clamoring for me to touch on this subject. Y'all getting on my last damn nerves. Could you try to be responsible? Could you try? That's all I'm asking. What you want Stephen A. to say? Oh, man, when you ask Stephen A., if this was a brother... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If it was a brother, I would have treated it with the same level of sensitivity. This man, Josh Giddy, is currently being investigated by the National Basketball Association, the NBA, over allegations that he was having a relationship with a minor. We don't know who she was. We don't know how old she was. He's 21. We don't know how old she is. We don't know anything. We know there's an investigation going on. That's all we know. We don't know anything else. You know why Stephen A. hasn't said anything? Because you could get sued, idiots. You don't just go out there running your damn mouth over something this serious, something a, a, a fight that took place on a basketball court, sure. Allegations where the alleged victim is identified, sure. Where the specification of the crime is illuminated, sure. But this clamoring to comment about something with no information, no definitive facts, you can't do it. You can do it on social media with your troll ass selves. You can do it then because you don't have any real accountability. But why don't you try using your social media accounts and going to Josh Giddy and flat out accusing him and stating it as a point of fact? Make sure you give him your name and address, too, because he probably could sue you. You have to wait and see. We don't have all the information. We don't even have the specific allegations in terms of its depth. Again, we don't know how old she is. When you say a minor, what do you mean? Are we talking 16? Are we talking 14? Are we talking 12? What are we talking about? Is she 17, about to turn 18 in a month? In a month, But got parents that are pissed off because she was messing with an NBA player? We don't know. There are a whole bunch of things going on. I don't know. I have no clue. If I had a clue, I would have spoke on it. But I don't that's why I haven't said anything. And my advice to y'all is to shut the hell up and do the same. The investigation is ongoing. We're going to find out something. And when we find out more information, we'll speak on it. When Josh Giddy was asked, he said he couldn't comment on it. That's what he said. Quote, I understand the question. Apps, obviously, but there's no further comment right now. That's what he said. I get the question, guys. I completely understand you guys want to know about it, but just for right now, I don't have anything to say. Sound, it doesn't sound suspicious, no doubt about it. Fair enough. But that's not enough to engage in dialogue about it. Not over the digital airwaves, linear airwaves anywhere else. Can't do it. And Dagonal, the head coach, when he was asked about it, he said, it was a personal matter and I have no comment on it and that will be my answer on anything related. What you want Stephen A to say? What you want me to say? You want me to act like I was with him? And I saw exactly what he was doing, who he was doing it with and, and, and what was going on? There comes a time. prudence and responsible dialogue has to take place. This is one of those times we're allegedly dealing with a minor. We don't know. We'll find out. I will tell you this. He's lost some support because you've got um, some folks in Australia that he was associated with that took him off their social media sites and it could be costing him money, but the allegations alone would do that. We know that. So let's just see where it goes and take it from there. Eight eight eight. S A S S-A-S-5303 is the number Caller, that's 888 Although I won't be taking your calls today, I want you to have that number because when I'm back Wednesday and beyond, I'll certainly be taking your calls then. For now, I'll just take social media questions, but that's after you hear part two of my conversation with the one and only Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, the Hall of Famer. He'll be up here next with yours truly right here on the Stephen A. Smith Show. I told you all will wait for it. It would be worth the wait, did not. Don't touch that dial. I mean what I say. Back with KG part two in a minute. You know, I wanted to ask you this, too, and you don't have to answer this question because it ain't really a deep question. I just want to echo what I said about it. And I want you to tell me whether you agree or disagree when all of the friction or whatever existed between you and Ray Allen happened. What I said publicly was this. He's the enemy because he went to the enemy. It's not that he departed from Boston It's that he went to the very team <laughs> that they were, that they considered the enemy more than anybody, which was the Miami heat. Am I right or wrong in saying that?
2: You're an unquestionably white. And I agree with everything you said. Um, You know, the thing that I don't see in today's, oh, well, you know, I've started to see it a little bit, but not so much because, you know, guys move around so much. But in the, in the midst of where you have a four to five, let's say four to six year period where you can, let's say four or five years, because if you get to six years and you're still killing it, it's like, that's like nothing. That's, That's like nothing. Nobody's seen that. That's a unicorn. So when you get, let's say two to four years to be able to have a groove where you can, you know, make something of yourself, bro, we was in a real life gang banging league where if you went to Orlando, the Orlando Magic guys, they dealt with Orlando Magic. Uh when you went to the Philly guys, Philly had Karan Butler, they had uh, uh Antoine Jameson, they had uh Gil. Mm. they they did that thing. So in their very Hawks, Joe Johnson, uh um um high jumping, uh, I'm going blank on Bro Name. Mookie uh, Blaylock, uh, Steve Smith, all of those cats. No, 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 no. The left hand, uh, Josh Smith, Josh Smith, you know. Okay, like, Josh Smith. Gotcha. I'm just saying that everybody who was somebody they like they they was so when we got into it with, when we was knee-deep in the battle with Miami, that was that was real. That was, none, none of that was fake ever nothing. And yeah. I guess what, give that context, man. I ain't going to keep digging on this, but man, we down here in the playoff series with these guys. You know what I'm saying? And bro was down here looking at cribs. I felt some type of way about all of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you already knew that that was on the table as an option to come down here. So, you know. Um, It took me a minute to get over that. Paul Pierce helped me get over that. And then two, just life, life moving on, you know, COVID, Mm -hmm. seeing people die and uh, leave this earth over COVID actually changed a lot of my perspective to say, look, people are still here. You know, um, you know, that was that was eons years ago. Um, We're we're both grown. Kids are older. We're moving on to other things. But I took that so personal. Because of the, all the places you could have, man, you could have went to L.A. You could have, you could have went to a whole nother team. You went to the one team you knew. You knew that we was beefing with. You knew that was, you knew that was a real beef with us, bro. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. If anybody knew anything about me, my I own, don't, I own, don't, I own, I ain't, I ain't, I, ain't feel, I wasn't feeling that. I don't blame you. Stuff, listen, was, listen. What I, I love Ray,
0: but I totally understood where you were coming from, and I understood you knowing you the way that I do, especially through Boris and Sam Mitchell as well, as my uh, my own interaction with you. But I want to transition because one of the things that I think people need to know, and people in the media don't admit this enough. See, we think we older, so we we teaching and not learning. And yeah, too, the thing about it is critique just,
2: y'all either. There's nobody to critique y'all. If y'all don't critique each other. True. There's no platform to critique y'all.
0: That's another thing. The, well, well, that's why I love the fact that the athletes have y'all podcasts. I love KG Certified. I love Podcast P. I love what I'm seeing with Gills Arena and all of that other stuff. And by the way, I'm one of those cats that never hesitate to go on because with me having a platform and talking as much shit as I talk from time to time, yeah. I can't be ducking and hiding when it's time for me to be scrutinized. Nah, I'm going to show up. That's how it is. But I bring that up because you just like you was talking to me in 2003, you were just talking to me the other day about your own aspirations for me. And I just, I'm like, yo, I'm 56 years old. Now my brother's is 46, he just turned 47. I think he turned 47 like May, if I remember correctly. And I'm sitting there going like this. This is KG. Why the hell wouldn't I listen to him? The brother, a born winner. He put in the work. He don't cheat, never cheated the game. Don't yeah. cheat anything that he gets involved with. I wonder often, now that you got KG certified, how much teaching are you interested in doing? It's one thing to express yourself and to really, really just make your, your position known. How interested are you in actually teaching and dropping knowledge on cats? Because I'm older than you, and I'm telling you, you was dropping knowledge on me.
2: I was giving you a vision that I actually see that's happening around me and And let me just explain the vision. The vision takes partners. Everybody don't understand how TV works, especially linear TV, especially if you are in a position like a man like yourself with network and you're on the, you're on the king network. You're on the where everybody starts and goes backwards from, right? So everything, all the agendas, all the things that go through uh, sponsorships, all the way you shoot things, the new cameras, the 4K, the 5K, the 5G, the 6G, all this comes through y'all first. The insurance companies, the sponsorships, everything that trickles down from ESPN comes down from the mouse all the way down to everybody else, right? So we're watching the script of how to do it on a smaller level. When we're watching you guys, <clears throat> I say that to say that I'm watching Barstool, I'm watching uh, Bill Maher, I'm watching, I'm watching all these linear, traditional uh, platforms go into a new structure of of incubating and how yesteryears. Uh, programming and how we watch TV and how we've been taught to uh, watch TV is now, just like this, just like the league has a new wave. And I only, I only said this to you because you're the, you're Stephen A. I give you your flowers, bro. You the new Howard Cosell. You Stephen fucking name, my nigga. You hear what I'm saying to you? And I say okay. that if it's one person, matter of fact, I thought of two people because I respect Byron Allen and I know his story and I watched him, right? Cause I'm a defensive right. player. I'm here to catch I'm here to catch all characteristics when it moves a certain way and catch it, right? right. Special patterns. And you're the gatekeeper to, to, to being able to bring in partners to be able to create an incubating system. So that's why not only learning, but you gotta understand, my young boys are Rondo. My young boys are Perkins, or so my young boys are Big Baby. My young boys are or um, uh, Tony Allen, or guys that wanna wanna be out here and be in TV to have these characters, and they wanna speak about what their, their powers was. My One of my reasons for getting into production was to be able to help the people that don't know how to structure this, don't know how to jump into this and to be as a script, as a way to do. I pose the question to you is, when are you going to organize all of us with the Stephen A uh, network? Will you come get all of us? Will you come get all the smoke? Will you come go get Gil? Will you bring all of us over here? And I'm not just talking about that, brother, you got a voice. Politically, sports-wise, it ain't a topic that you can't dominate, brother. And I noticed that most groups work in strategy. They work in strategies, 5, 10, 15, 20-year plans. If it's one person that can organize us as brothers, that can organize us from an ideas, and that can organize us from a business, it's you, brother. And everybody will listen to you. And you have the respect, you have the, you have the, you have everything that it needs to be able to lead a group into a certain time. You, brother, not, not anybody else. Cause Byron yeah. Allen don't know sports. I don't think he even wants to know. He's in mm-hmm. another field. But I say that the conglomerates that can bring us together, you need partners in that. You need vision in that. And you need mm-hmm. gatekeepers that can open up doors to people like myself and people that are coming behind us. And that's
0: what this is, brother. That's why I said that. And if like you remember when I, we talked about it, you told me exactly that a couple of weeks ago. And you remember my exact words to you. I do. Stay tuned. I, remember. I said, stay I tuned.
2: I do. I said, I "Stay it. tuned," and because I hear I you I loud
0: and clear. And you know me; I strategize. You know how I am. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we we favorite. know. I I I hear you loud and clear, and I and I ain't, I ain't, let's just say this: I ain't ducking from a single syllable you uttered. Not a that. damn yeah. thing. I'm waiting. Before I get I'm on waiting. out of here, man, man, before I let you get on out of here with your time, as we sit here, I would be remiss in neglecting to bring up the late Kobe Bryant. Mm. I know how much love that brother had for you. And I thought you were going to say him when I asked you about a player past or present who reminded you as much of yourself up here, because I was thinking Kobe. and I know how much love that brother had for you. As you reflect on him, man, your Kobe, thoughts.
2: Uh, Kobe and I was real, um, real friends. Um, I think him and T-Mac were like more best friends, but when we yeah. saw each other, just because I took my time with Cole when we sat and talked in Philly about the process and, and just my due diligence coming in the league. You know, he had a father that was in the league that I assumed that was a big value, you know, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, he had, he, you know, Cole, if you know anything about Cole, Cole wanted real live information like now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Private school, (laughs) motherfucker. All the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm
0: like, damn. I'm like, damn, man. Wait a minute. can you give me an hour to get back to you? Damn.
2: You know. So so when I when I I actually met Cole, man, he was a real kid, y'all. We were both kids, and um, I saw when he was nervous. I saw when he was a human being. I saw when you know we we, we would cry. We we were you know, we was gullible about this league, and we wanted we wanted it so bad. I can. You know, just coming under the same ties, man, and um, yeah, man. That was that was my bro, man. That was my bro, and uh, we shared a lot of ways that we saw the league. Uh, Cole was probably a little more um, enthusiast on the detailing and tangibles when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, both sides of the ball. He had a way right. that he was trying to uh, really corner and really put his thoughts in the way he saw the game in, in his box. He was trying to put it in his own lane, which was the mama mentality, And then, um, you know, uh, a lot of people don't really understand that when he started, um, you know, the league, he came off like a selfish player. And it took years for people to really understand that this kid wants to be great and he was going at it the way he saw it. And surely but surely, it it started to, you know, resonate and it started to transcend into something great. And then, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, next thing I know, he 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 was bigger than life. But he was still that same kid that I had met in Philly. He was that still, still that same, that same uh leader, that same champion at heart. He wanted it so bad. And then too, let's just keep it real, man. Cove saw this shit the same way I saw it. Killed yes, to be he did. killed. He he was he was savage at this shit. I told Jason Tatum this. I said, man, your favorite player was probably the biggest asshole I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he didn't give no fucks about it. And when we hit that flow, he knew what it was. And I loved him for it, man. I, I miss Kobe every day, man. I look up and we, we celebrate him like he's still alive, and I love that. So um, You should. Yeah, man. I know um, I, I do. Like K-8, man. KBA. I, I miss was, him man. all
0: the time, bro. Yeah, love man, him to death. Still love him. Love him forever.
2: i have son someday. I don't know when and where, but I'm, I'm, I'm going right. to dedicate a son to Kobe, man. That's all my no life. Doubt.
0: Yo, y'all win the championship in 2010 against the Lakers. If, if 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 Perk and, and – and, I mean, who the hell else got injured in that damn series? I mean, Rashid played, but, you know, Perk was hurt, wasn't healthy enough. You weren't 100% healthy. I, I, I mean, when you reflect on that, y'all win the chip if y'all fully loaded and healthy?
2: I'll say this. All 10 guys, everybody out there was dealing with something. Nobody was yeah. 100%. You think the Lakers was 100%? Hell you think, no. You think Kobe Bryant was feeling great? You think you think Derek Fisher was feeling great? You think Ron Ron was feeling nah. Everybody out here on two or three percent trying to make it happen. We on the road. This is when, this is when uh home court advantage really was home court advantage. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. we couldn't get a call. We're on the road. We're not even doc's like, stop looking for a call. We're not getting a call in here. <laughs> and everybody's on two or three percent. But guess what? So were, so were they. You know, I looked at mm-hmm. it like, hey, man, you, you, you want your chance. You get your chance. And you know what? You, you didn't take advantage of it. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you get hit, you, you get back mm-hmm. up and we thought we was going to have another chance to go back at that. And, you know, that's the lesson in that.
0: How, you know, how you feel it. about the fact that Doc Rivers is doing television instead of being on the coach's sidelines? I don't like it. How you feel about it?
2: No, I don't. I don't like it either. But I will say this: if it's anybody to transcend what's going on in the game to the audience, it's him. He's listen. Doc Rivers is a genius and he's a mastermind. I know that he's probably given the league like a couple years to foot off the throttle. He's living a life. I know he loves golf. He thinks he's fucking Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? But he plays enough (laughs) to keep that. So I love it. I love that he's loving his life. I love that he's doing all these new stuff. But I would love to see him back in the game someday. But Mm-hmm. It's a new. It's a it's a young boys game, man. It's 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 a young boys league, and you got to know when your time is. And yep. I think he's done miracles for the league, and I think he's grown the league. But it's great to see him on the side. Mm-hmm. Giving depiction and, and and really articulating at another level.
0: D- dicey question to ask you, but I'm gonna ask it any damn way while I got you. And by the way, you yeah. can invite me on your podcast to ask me any dicey yeah, whatever, ass questions. you want. Question you know, you, you, know, don't you
2: don't got the time? You. you come out here, yeah. talk about man. Please, I'll be I'll be out there. Talk, I'll man. be out
0: there this weekend. I'll be out yeah. there. You, you got church, me anytime church, you want. Church right here. Church, you heard that right you, here. You, you, know. you KG. KG. You KG. You call. You call. I'm coming. But let me ask you this question. Last year, Eastern Conference Semifinals. Game six, game seven, Doc Rivers is coaching the Philadelphia 76ers. We know what the hell James Harden can do. We also saw what he did. And we saw how frustrated Doc Rivers was about that. What was that like for you watching your former coach go through that? Having a star player that didn't look like a star those two games. It
2: was tough seeing anybody you love and anybody you know from a character perspective, especially when you're in the foxhole. You're in the foxhole, you know what that feeling's like. You know, it's only mano a mano. We're on the road and you need everybody to be firing on cylinders, right? Okay, er- you're not having a great, you're not having the greatest game, but what are the solutions to be able to offset some of this, right? And I just, I know that a lot of that offsetness is energy, is taking in and hearing it and the strategy. And when I saw him looking frustrated, I knew one of those elements wasn't relaying to the player or wasn't relaying to his team. And, I mean, even Joel Embiid didn't look his greatest on game seven. That's true. That's true. And and that's part of it. And you know what we didn't do? We didn't give the credit of the home coin advantage. We didn't give the credit to the Celtics to being prepared. You know what I'm saying? Each team came prepared to win. Only one team walked out of there to win, and that's called strategy that won. And we don't ever do that. We always make it about, oh, he was off and he was... Listen, man, James Harden's going to take a lot of criticism. Until he takes ownership in himself and go out and play, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th- I felt like between this whole thing with Philly, he made it personal between, it was really between two people having a discussion yeah. and we just all got the- Him and Daryl Morey. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. should have been behind closed doors, Steve. We, sh- we right. should have never been privy to that. That's right. This is what we are with today. That's what I'm saying. Like, all of that could have been- Possibly a fix in the bathroom conversation. You know how it go. Town business, man. When we're in the, town business is when we're in a stall and you right here and I'm right here and we can't go nowhere. That's town business. When you get town business and you talk mano a mano, that's when you get real results. When you, when you put it out for everybody to have an opinion, it does this and you get distorted only thing I love about the fact that he's moved on and everybody's in a great situation or a better situation than what they was in, it's opened up the doors for guys like Tyrese Maxey to come in versus Shadow. You know what I'm saying? This story was about to overshadow the play of all of the guys that was in Philly. If James Harden would have still been in Philly, we've still been talking about James Harden. Maxey had 56 then. I think he's had a 30 game. He's he's playing out of yep. his mind. We should be talking about that. Average bro. 28. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All this shit, that business mm-hmm. that shouldn't be out in soap
0: opera, should be done in the back room somewhere. That's got what I'm you. saying. That, that, Boston ready? Boston ready say? to take the helm? Tatum, Jalen Brown and the crew. I, Marcus Smart ain't there. That's a glue piece. But Porzingis is there. He's seven three and can block shots and can hit a three. You got Derek White, Drew Holiday in the backcourt with Tatum and Brown. Uh, 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 are they ready? Is Boston ready?
2: Listen, man. This is Boston's year. I don't want to. man, I, I did not want to say that, but this is Boston's year, bro. The, the, listen, I got them. I got to win it, too. and I don't see. I got them winning it too, and I got Jason Tatum being my MVP because he has that start it power. He had he had a good run like two years ago when he started off strong and kind of. It's the league. Nice. I get it. It fizzled out. It's hard to win MVP, and you got to go through eighty two, and you got to be on it, be on it, be on it. They've been through enough. They're still. I didn't know they was. I didn't know that they have been in the league as long as they are and still have their youth. Bro, it's hard to get to a finals, a conference finals. Lose, learn all this, bro. Right. By the time you do all this, you're thirty something. You're thirty three, yeah. too. going into. Bro, they in their twenties. Bro, they got a chance. Already to been to the five conference hit. finals. They got the. Ne- they got the chance it's to be real. Beat the next hit. Real shit. I got my money. And I on think them they could year. beat Denver. I think I, they beat Denver. Absolutely. Miami was too small for Denver. Much small. I didn't is not. Bam. I didn't think that Bam actually uh, offset of uh, of uh, uh Joker Yo like Hitch. like he should have. I thought that Joker had that one sided. I think that if you have Porzingis in that, not to say that he does a better or less job. I'm saying that he can. He's a more offensive threat that you put in there. Like you don't know who to stop. Do you stop right. Holiday? Do you stop Tatum? Why to come in and hit your ass over the head? Porzingis can score a bunch of bread. Jay Brown is motivated like. It's just, it's just what I'm seeing from Boston is another level of all of the components being on, on 10. You know, you usually have defense here. You have confidence here. You have offense here. Man, all that shit is hiatus. I want to see when Boston goes through something, how they actually react to that, to that. Cause every team's likely, go against
0: likely against Milwaukee, likely against Milwaukee with Dame yeah. Dollar and Giannis cause they ain't no joke. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, I'm front center tonight.
2: And, and this is a preview to, this is a yeah, fill right. out. Yeah. Tonight's Hell a fill yeah. out. Tonight's a fill out of who you are. Let me see what y'all really got. And this is a preview. These are going to be little mixed messages on what's going on. Yo, we're going to see y'all. In the, yeah, we see y'all. In the by the day. way.
0: Oh, by the way, real quick. How you feeling about the playing tournament? Because this is a regular season game, but shit like this matters to people like me and you. It's supposed to matter to them, which is why the playing tournament exists. You good with that? You like the playing in tournament? Yo, 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 I love it. It's a new energy. I feel like I'm watching the playoffs in, in
2: October, in November. You understand what okay. I'm saying? Like this is this is the new energy. You see the flare? You see the new jerseys? It's a new energy. We ain't seen a red court, a gold court, a blue court. <laughs> what the league needed it. If you understand Champions League, I see what the league is doing. If you know soccer or football, if you know European anything business, the Champions League is a whole nother set. It's a it's a whole nother reverence. It's a whole nother level. Yeah. And that's what I
0: think the play in terms gonna do. There, you, been, we have, you, were in, you were in Minnesota for 14 years. 13. This brother, Anthony Edwards. Oh. Lord have mercy. AD Yo, bro. Anthony Edwards in that MVP conversation too, bro. He coming. He
2: coming. He, Minnesota he coming. coming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it. I
2: just wanted to make sure we on the same page with that. Hey, bro, he coming. Shout to Ant-Man. Shout to Cat. Shout, shout to them young wolves getting it, bro. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like, straight so up, you, I love you, the young wolves. They look different. You like keeping them together? Or do you think Rudy Gobert and Cat, you think they could coexist? We, and we know think. Anthony Edwards ain't going nowhere. So, you so think this what I, and Rudy go big, go exist. Well, so this is what I noticed just as
2: of late. I noticed that when you have Mobley, uh, what's the kid in, uh, what's the what's the kid in, a, uh, um, uh, Cleveland with Mobley? What's the big, what's the big bet? Jared Allen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When you have a Jared Twin Towers, when you have a Twin Towers against Denver, you have extra rebounding, second shot attempts, and offensive rebounds. They struggle with when you are big. Because Gordon is usually six ten over your what Kawhi, he's over your small forward. He dominates yes. that matchup, bro. If you're to beat Denver, you got to have a Twin Towers or some bigs like Nasri, uh, the uh, uh, Gobert. You got to come in and, and 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 actually take Gordon's presence and meet him or subsidize it. You have to. If not, that's how Denver beats you. You know what I'm saying? Like I like yeah. I, I did not like the component of Cat and uh, Gobert at first, but it seems like they have some parity now, and they used to play on each other. They're looking for each other. Right. It looks better now. So at first, I didn't start off with a fan. I love how it's working for them. So I'm to, listen, man. I think the T wheels got something. It, it, it'll be about right. consistency with me uh, when I'm watching them, and it'll be about the defensive side of the ball. I feel like they are playing defense as a unit versus one or two guys. I love Look, them man, as we as, as, I love their team
0: as we discussed. I'm talking about KG Certified. I'm talking about Content Cartel, which produces KG Certified, okay? You got a whole bunch of distribution partners out there looking to do business with you. Two films on Tubi, Cinnamon and Murder City, okay? You got to overall you're just building the KG universe or whatever. Before I let you get on out of here, Cinnamon, Murder City, the two films on Tubi. Tell me about this, bro. Mr.
2: Producer. Man, Mr. EP, Mr. Do-It-All, Mr. Incubator himself, you feel me? <laughs> Man, I did the Will joint on Showtime. We did, we did the EP on that. We actually have another. I know everybody saw the Nike story that came out on like whatever. We have a, our own version of Nike uh, story that's coming out about the uh, famous lawyer that was in mm-hmm. Nike that made a lot of the moves uh, that a lot of people don't know, uh, which right. I think people are going to find unbelievably. Under Phil Knight, uh, we got yeah. The joint with uh, my daughter Thurston How, uh, the infamous barbarian. Who started Low Lifes and the whole Brownsville movement back when rappers first started. Uh, he's your favorite rapper, favorite rapper, favorite rapper. You understand? Thurston Howell is from like the, he's like the early stages of hip hop. You look up Low Lifes. You remember the guys that was going up in there, like, like sacking and grabbing things, snatching and grabbing back yes, in like sir. the 80s? Yeah, that's the Low Lifes. We got that whole docking story coming out. Shout to Thurston. Oh man, custom guys. I know you're a big fan of looking good. So I just got a partnership with the guys at custom guys. We got a scene. All right. Dope stuff. You know what I'm Give saying? me like, one. I'll wear it. I'll wear get it. it. Give me US one. Yes, suits and stuff, but this is leisure wear that you can wear in the, in the corporate office. This is like that cleanup look that you can not so rugged and shit. So I got you working on that. Uh, we got NBA Comic Con coming up, dog. I don't know. Have you, have you visited that yet? Have you did? Have I you have been not, but there? I plan oh, to. Oh my God. Have you heard of Comic yes. Con shoe comics? Yes. But NBA got a con comes out uh in July, actually, during okay. the summer league. And it's like technology, interviews, shoes, uh shoe releases, new merch, uh business after business. My dog Ron runs that, man. We are in that thing. I uh, come out there. July. We are uh, I got the joint street, uh, which is a, uh my three-on-three uh component, which is like um, what do you call that? Uh, uh, a <clears throat> it's like a reality. I don't want to say it's a reality, but it's a real three-on-three tournament that goes into it uh teams having uh backstories all these ballers they got lost in the shuffle coming together you know i'm a three-on-three fan you know we're hoop it yep. up going to the right. community you know hyping the communities up we got to keep doing that but yeah man street uh, i got the hoop it up movie coming out bro we stay working bro you know I'm, I'm a you know i'm everything bro and I, I like throwing a bunch of different stuff to the wall just to see what sticks right. but my passion is incubating i'm gonna right. create my own um Uh, I'm going to create my own uh, joint with uh, my platform called Ving TV that's coming out soon where I can go and I'm looking to incubate. uh, Rondo wants to come out with some joint called Channel 9. Help that brother. Rondo good people, bro. Help that brother. Listen, Rondo got a joint uh, called Channel 9 where he, I didn't know Rondo was an unbelievable quarterback and obviously a point guard. And the parody of his son playing both sports and oh. him seeing the point guard and the quarterback as identical. Listen, w- we talked about the concept and we've discussed it in detail. I can't wait to shoot this and put this on and have him articulate this. I think this is magical. I think that you get two sports that cross each other and they talk okay. to the same message. I'm looking forward to incubate that. And then doing more conversations around the sports and doing around uh, basketball where I can bring specialists that came in, talk to T.A. about his his run-ins with the McGrady's, his run-ins with the Kobe's, and how he would stop today's players, and, you know, um, the Memphis and, and, and all of that that's coming down. I'm shocked that they are going through this low time, but they don't have their leader, not shocked. Um and just yeah, just creating brands, bro. I'm moving and shaking. Wait, no, Stephen A. Start the uh, Stephen A. Network where we can all go sign, get this chop, and uh, yeah, make this thing bigger and better. Look, That's what we, my brother. On. Let, let me what tell you great, something,
0: man. Bro. Don't don't rule out the oh oh yeah, I'm coming. Make no mistake about that. But I want to say this to you: Don't sleep. On your on-camera skills, you're a basketball savant. you as real as they come. You're hella television. Don't make me have to come and get you for first take. Don't make me have to come and get you for the Stephen A. Smith show right here. This is, uh, you know I'm coming for you, especially around playoff time. You know I'm coming know looking I'm, for you.
2: I listen, listen, listen. I don't know if I'm first take. I, I see how y'all do that over there. Shout to Jalen Rose, bro. Shout. Listen, I, yes, I, I say absolutely. this, to say that. I respect Bart Scott. I respect a bunch of people that's on first take. Um, yeah. I'm going blank uh, on the guy's name, but Whoa. everybody that's on there, they bring their a game and they talk that shit. Um, right. And yeah, man, um, I, I don't know if I'm—I don't know if I'm that. I'm not stacked. I'm not stat driven. I see what JJ come on there with. No, no, not everybody is. Out. Not everybody is. See, that's yeah, the whole that's point. Mistakes,
0: that's bro. a mistake. <laughs> the, 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 see, see, I'm the EP of the show. And so you got to remember, you know what, with JJ, I got to deal with some stats. All right, you want to go the analytic route? I'm ready. You want to sit up there and bring Kendrick Perkins out with his damn one liner. Him and Shannon Sharp are the king of one liners. I can't beat him. I can't beat him on the one liners. Perkins fucking hilarious, okay? Can't beat him on the one-liners, but I can I can try. KG come on the show. Hell, we want to get we want to get raw with it. We could do that too. I mean, we got FCC Airways to be concerned about. Oh, we ain't no. got to worry about that on the Stephen A. Smith show here on YouTube, but on FCC Airways, we gotta worry about that. But I just want to let you know, everybody got to hear your voice when you it comes to some too. damn sports. Period. You no know doubt, that. No doubt, no doubt, you know no that. Doubt, so just no just doubt. just get ready for that, man. I'm so happy for you. Hold continue. on before I let you go. Ahead, go. Please, hold on, hold hold on. I
2: gotta please. ask you this. Yeah, Give, me Give me your two cents. Give me your two cents on this new TV deal.
0: Which, which new which, TV which, deal which, you talking
2: about? New TV deal. What what is the NBA new TV deal going to look like? I want to hear yo. I want to hear it from you.
0: I, know I, I, you got... I personally. Well, first of all, before I get into that, let me tell you, you ain't the only one that got love for Jalen Rose. Again, that's above my pay grade. I don't make those decisions, but that's my that's my dog right there. Right. I wish him nothing but the best. I got love for my man Jalen Rose. He and I have always been cool. So let's get that out the way. Right. As it pertains to the new TV deal, here's what I think. The NFL set the standard. Mm. The NFL has sent the message. If you watch the Sunday ticket last year on direct TV, no shade whatsoever. I got direct TV. I like direct TV, but the NFL Sunday ticket, the Sunday ticket package on direct TV, you watch that bad boy on YouTube. Now shit is off the chain. I mean, I I mean, the visual, it's another level that you like four games at once on one screen and all of this. Listen, man, we are moving away from linear television. A lot of people believe that ESPN, oh my goodness, we are struggling because you know what? Linear television, you once had 120, 112 million subscribers and then it dipped to 90 and now it's at 70 and it might be at 50 in a few years. But what they forgetting is that we got billions watching on social media. So the audience is still there. And if you're a content producer, there's always going to be a place for you because everybody needs content 24 seven. And the more outlets you see, okay, yeah, you might be here at ESPN or you might be somewhere else. But the bottom line is somebody picking up the content. And so for me and you, you know, people like us, that's creators of content. Oh, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You know, we're going to always have a land. I'm not I I worry about a lot of things being unemployed. Those days are over. I'm not worried about being unemployed. I'm always do something. This this is the way it's going to be. So the key is remembering the social, not social media, but the digital and the streaming stratosphere is where it's at. And what I try to do is educate folks. Think back. We can go back in time. Think about the 60s movement when the civil rights era and all of this stuff was going on, KG, Right. Youngsters changed the game. Throughout history, anytime change took place, it was youngsters that provoked it. Well, here's the deal. They telling you typical youngsters. We want to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it. And we don't want nobody telling us what the fuck to do. Right. Our own kids do that. So what makes you think youngsters that ain't your kids are not going to do that? telling you they want to watch it on their phones they want to watch it on their iPads they want to watch it when they traveling they don't want you telling them oh if you want to see it you got to watch it at this time you got to watch it on the TV you got to watch it on this day fuck that they want what they want when they want it and you have to be in a position where you're willing to provide the audience what they want we want you got a lot of old-school cats they want to hold on to once was, but it goes back to the origination of your conversation with me where you were saying, nah, we got to adapt. They're right. telling us what we want. Anything else we do when we paying attention to the customer, why are we going to pay Why are we not going to pay attention to the customer now? This is what they want. That's what the fuck we got to do. Facts. Facts.
2: This is going to be Plain over $150, same. $100 billion. What's the number on this deal? If you had to, if you was a betting man, where would you bet it, 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 it where, where it lands?
0: I really can't tell you the answer to that because I don't know what streaming would charge. You see what I'm saying? I mean, what the networks would charge streaming, what they'd accept. Like, for example, you might be worth 50 million, but because you see the forest from the trees and you see a a hundred, uh, 100 billion, rather, down the line, you might sit up there and say, all right, I'm going to take the 40 billion now because I know what I'm going to get three to five years from now. So you never know what they're going to accept. I can tell you NFL is king. NBA next, because the NBA has done an exceptional job of appealing to the younger audience, which is why baseball implemented its rules changes, KG, because they know they got to appeal to that younger audience. So it ain't just about the long ball. All of a sudden, you see the pitch count. All of a sudden, you don't get to shift as much as you used to in the infield. It facilitates more offense. It's facilitating more athleticism. And as a result, Major League Baseball is ingratiating itself with that younger audience better than it has in recent memory. And now the audience is building once more. That's what they caught on to because that's what the NBA has been doing.
2: And, you know, we're not taking an account. I keep hearing whispers of the Saudis going to do something. I look forward to whatever interjection they have. That's right. You know, for starting their own leagues. I've, started, I've, I've seen yeah. what they did with Live Golf. I've seen what yep. they deal with the League. I saw the numbers they thrown out to Messi. I saw what they threw the uh, Mbappe. I saw what they but they signed um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, too, right. over there. You got to know that with leagues that are in China, leagues that are in, I think, uh, 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 yeah. uh, Europe. You got to yeah. know that, man. The Saudis jump in here and start yep. making making noise in the league, bro. That's yep. going to change a lot and of And here's stuff. the
0: beauty. Here's the beauty. You have people bitching and moaning about live golf. and I said, nah, I don't want to hear that. If the United States government does business with the Saudis, why can't individuals in the world of golf, Phil Mickelson and, 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 Kepka and all of these guys, what's wrong with that? I mean, what the, what the hell is wrong? I don't see no problem with it. If the government can do business with them. How come we can't do business with them as individuals? Now That's where I'm at with it. But I will tell you this. Here's what I do love about it more than anything. Once upon a time, when KG once signed for 126 million, you had people complaining. Mm. Now they like, nah, He was small. He was ahead of the curve. He took those dollars he manufactured and transitioned that into something greater. And guess what? Now you see people, they ain't complaining about it. They saying, where's more money? Because every time we turn around, there's more money out there to be had. And that's the difference. Now you don't hear people complaining about the money cats are signing for now. Now they saying, all right, that's what the market allows. You clearly deserve it at this moment in time. Go ahead and get it. That's what Live Golf to me has facilitated as well as the streaming platform. Stay tuned, bro. Stay tuned. Brian go, Brian go out with one of them Jordan deals? One for 300 Say what?
2: I said, does Brian go out with one of them deals? One of them crazy deals? Like one for 300 one for
1: 400 He
0: could. Like, he could. I, 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 I will tell you this. Somebody could sign LeBron James right now for a billion dollars and not a damn soul can complain because he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves, and it, deserves and it it. Plain and simple. There's one brother who deserves it. It's him. I would tell you, you know, when you talk about that 300 name, we not talking about the team because the NBA ain't going to allow that, but other other business outlets, I mean, he could get anything he wants, and he deserves it.
2: Listen, if the Saudis start a league and they pay that man a billion, he's bringing people with him for the year. He's not going to go in that league and play by himself. It's going to be right. the, the, the inaugural season. It's going to be the most valuable part Bro, he's going to catapult that league. Everybody, and their mom's going to run that but league. I, but but I, don't, I don't
0: think, I don't think, Liv, I don't think Liv's going to go that route because they don't have to. They could no, do the I'm individuals problem. in the world of golf. They could do that and stuff like that. I don't know if they would do that and going up against the league because you got league rights, contractual rights, broadcasting rights, etc., etc. It's a lot to get into. But I will tell you this: I can't rule out anything that you're saying in Stop. the business climate that we're living in. You got cats getting creative all the time. And you got leagues partnering with people you never thought they would partner with just I mean, to make sure that money comes funneling in. What do you I mean, think sports betting is all about right now? we talking about. Did we, we ever think sports, about sports about betting would be a part of it? What? Never thought sports betting would be a part of, uh, uh, be, never. Be, be aligned Not with like networks this. and leagues like and stuff this. like that. Not like this. And it ain't even hit college yet. Would it ever hit college? Right now because of NIL, yes. Yes, because and I am. And the only that's way it's going to stop is if Congress gets involved, and that's what the NCAA is trying to do. They're trying to coax Congress into getting involved because they're saying we have no control. There's nothing we can do. Could you help us? That's their after, only prayer, bro. After your ass not made bread off of, off of motherfuckers for
2: 100 years, I don't want to hear that shit, NCAA. Neither Get ass here. Neither do I. I Neither do I. Shit. Shut the hell up. Ni- the NCAA, Neither go do something for HBCUs, motherfucker. But How about
0: do that? Make- How about donate $200 million to the HBCUs? That's get right. them off the ground. That works for How me. about that? that How works about for that me. shit? How about that, that shit? For me. I would love that. The HBCUs definitely deserve it. Don't get me started with that. You no, know no, I'm, no, an, I'm an ambassador when it comes to HBCUs. Hell yeah. No, me too. I'm South Carolina State all day. Yeah, Shout right. out to them no, board, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> KG, man. Love you. Appreciate you, man. I'm going to holler at your boy. I'm coming on your podcast. You know okay. I'm next, baby. I'm coming.
2: I got you, and thank you for having me, bro. Great to see you, and mm-hmm. keep doing it, King. Keep doing no it, doubt.
0: King. No doubt. One love, baby. Take it My easy. God. Welcome back to Stephen A. Smith show right here over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Thanks again to the one and only Kevin Garnett. I told you it was real talk with Kevin Garnett. That's what I entitled it, and obviously, I think it lived up to its billing. You can see with every syllable he utters out of his mouth, every facial expression that he, that, that he displays, the muttering, every word he's muttered, rather. I mean, everything. The brother is as intense and as passionate as they come. Personally speaking, I hope he joins me during the NBA playoffs to be a basketball analyst. I would love him to do that. And by the way, I meant what I said. I promised him I was going to show up on his podcast, and I will be on KG Certified soon enough. Make no mistake about it. It's the least I could do, especially after what he just did for me. So want to give props and thanks to him wishing him all the best in his future endeavors. He's never had a fake bone in his body. I've known him for years. uh, Got a lot of love and respect for the brother. And I was particularly moved by what he said about Ray Allen. You know, um, because obviously Ray Allen has his own version of things. KG has his, uh, but when you heard his perspective, you could see why uh, it rubbed him the wrong way. Make no mistake about it. Essentially, you went to the enemy. You know, you could have went anywhere else, but to the enemy. And so, whether you like it or not, you can respect where he's coming from. But KG's KJ. KG. He always has been and he always will be. So I appreciate him. Before I get on out of here for the day, as promised, I'm going to take some of your questions. Uh, and I appreciate you sending them in. At BK Finest writes to yours truly, what are your thoughts on Ja Moran when he comes back and plays for this Memphis Grizzlies team? I think Ja Moran is going to wreak havoc. I think he's going to be hungrier than he has ever been. And I think that he is going to put forth a sensational performance that will have all of us fawning for ages over the greatness he's going to put on display. I think he's going to be angry. I think he's going to be annoyed. And I also think he's going to feel uh, compelled to make amends for being out for 25 games of this season and leaving his teammates hanging. When you got a rough rider like Marcus Smart as your new new teammate, when you got a Desmond Baines still on the squad or whatever, I'm not predicting that Memphis is gonna win the championship or anything like that. I don't think they got enough horses, but that doesn't mean that John Moran is not going to put on the show and that he's not gonna put the basketball world on notice that he is back. And be careful who you make angry. You ain't gonna like him when he's angry. I'm going to love it, and I can't wait for him to put on a show. That doesn't mean Memphis is going to win a whole bunch of games. That doesn't mean they're going to be able to overcome what they were like without him. But I do believe he is going to be nothing short of spectacular. Just wait and see. He is a superstar, and I think you're going to see him show that. Let's move on to the next question. Um, At Liz's, L-I-Z-Z-S underscore locker room. Stephen A., Why are you so freaky? Laugh out loud. Uh, How do you know I'm freaky? Where'd you get that from? For all you know, I could be the most conservative dude on the planet. You have no idea whether I'm freaky or not because I don't tell, but I do like the fact that you clearly have an imagination and you imagine the kind of things that somebody like myself is capable of. Go ahead and use your imagination. Enjoy. Let's move on. At Weedles87, W-H-E-A-T-L-E-S. Greatest sports movies, Stephen A. For me personally, it's Any Given Sunday. That's just me. Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, Bill Bellamy. I I I mean, Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) Man, I I mean... You know, uh, James, I I forgot his last name. Damn it, damn it, the actor. What's it? it, Mike wasn't it? Woods, James Woods. There we go. go. One of my producers here with me, James Woods. He's right. I mean, I I saw it all. I mean, Cameron Diaz, she was absolutely fantastic in that movie as well. Everywhere you turn, Charlton Heston. Moses, Moses, for crying out loud. Behold his mighty hand. Yes, that Charlton Heston, okay? All right, the Ten Commandments. He was in any given Sunday. I mean, you're going to see a lot. You're going to see a lot of Ruby and, you know, other movies, love and basketball and, you know, stuff like that. I get it. I get it. I understand it's Friday night lights. I get all of it. But any given Sunday for me is the movie The Six Inches in front of your face. One of the greatest speeches ever. One of the greatest speeches ever seen in sports movies, ever. Al Pacino. Yes. I got to go with that. OK, I'm sorry. That's how I feel about that. All right. So next question. At Luke underscore Scott 3 was Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? Go get drug tested. How about that? Just go. Just, why don't you just go down to the next the first clinic and get your ass drug tested? One of the most ignorant questions I ever heard in my life. Just stop it. Just stop it right now. OK, let's go to the next one. At Purple Tornado 2. Stephen A, who is the better character, Hobbs or Toretto? That's a damn good question. <sighs> Gino Toretto, Fast and Furious. You know, Dom, you know, Dominique Toretto. That's his name in the movie. That's Vin Diesel we're talking about here. I love him. I've loved Fast and Furious since Fast Five. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. The last one, 10, was wild. You know, Jason Momoa, Aquaman. I loved him in Aquaman too, by the way. Nine was good too, but five, six, seven, and eight are the ones. And Charlize Duran, I mean, she's she's off the chain now. You know, I love her and I love her as a bad girl too. But five, six, seven, and eight are my favorites. Okay? Those are my favorites. And Hobbs, Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson, I gotta tell you, it's a toss-up. Obviously, he was in five and six, okay, and seven. We get that. But we got to go where they had equal billing, per se, you know, when they were both, you know, significant more. I would say five. Five. I preferred Hobbs in five. I loved his role in five, okay? Six and beyond Toretto, but five. I will go with Hobbs. Listen, y'all, I got to get on out of here. I appreciate y'all spending time with me. That's it for today's edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show. I'll be back in my regular studios this Wednesday. So make sure to tune in. I'll be taking live callers again that day. Until then, I hope you really enjoyed the KG interview. I hope you enjoyed today's show and some of the things that I had to say. And I hope you continue to support the show, because as I always tell you, keep the love coming. I'm going to keep on coming. Until next time, everybody, take care of yourself. Peace and love. See you in a couple of days.